0: The size and the duration of this was grossly underestimated, and then the, you know, the the risk uh, was overestimated, and and the you know the, um, you know what we were being told was happening in terms of enforcement. We could see with our own eyes that it just wasn't happening. So, um, yeah, it's you know I I know that uh, not long ago that the chief said he wouldn't resign, but uh, it does get to a point where uh, they're just, uh, you know, where there's a loss in confidence and that becomes uh, even more uh, tenuous and uh, can be uh, create more volatility. That is uh, Catherine McKinney, who is one of the members of the Tor- uh, the Toronto, Ottawa Police Service Board, who uh, piped in mere hours after the police chief, uh, Peter, slowly resigned. And uh, they made no secret that during this whole thing under his tenure, it has been a carnival of chaos There is no way he could stay on and maintain confidence. But then you kind of take a look back. We're looking at the outside in on Ottawa, and it still looks, you know, to this point that the convoy uh, protesters are in charge, albeit in the last hour or so we've been watching, you know, Police are now at least issuing tickets more aggressively. And David Aiken is reporting that issues, uh, warnings are now being issued for people to leave the area and that tow truck drivers are standing by to take trucks out. So whether we're going to see action today remains to be seen, but the truckers say they're not going. So how chaotic will this get if and when police move in? That is the uh, big question. Dr. Aksa- A- Aksawi some Mbepa, I hope I got that right, is a sociology professor at the University of Toronto. His work examines uh, the intersections of race, crime, and criminal justice with a particular focus in the area of policing. Good to have you.
1: Good morning. It's Akwasi Awusu Mbepa.
0: I knew I didn't stand a chance, so my apologies to you, but <laughs> my goodness, thank you. Um, you know, from the outside, looking in from your vantage point and with your kind of experience uh, in looking into this, how do you kind of characterize the failure and the magnitude of it? Or do you?
1: Uh, well, I think most certainly there have been uh, a number of different failures here. Uh, I think failure to communicate with the public, failure to act appropriately, um, failure to coordinate uh, operations perhaps between different levels of government. Um, so I think there have been a number of failures, uh, undoubtedly. Uh, I'm not sure that um, former chief slowly's Somewhat uh, slow, and now clearly very slow response to the protests was uh, unwarranted at the outset. Um, Chief Slowly has a, a, a wealth of policing experience, police mm-hmm. leadership experience, mm-hmm. uh, protest policing experience, and kind of national security and, and, and international. I keep he, he's trained, you know, with with UN peacekeepers, et cetera. So I think, in light of what we see now with respect to the large uh, coordinated uh, efforts the fact that there are multiple different groups involved in, in the protests and entities uh, playing a part in, in, in these protests the fact that you know it, this was not simply um people who are upset about vaccine mandates that there's a lot more going on here that uh, peter slowly was wise not to move very swiftly to um, dismantle the protests in what could have been seen as an as a, as a, illegal a manner In light of, you know, the weapons that have been uh, discovered in other parts of the country, the potential uh, plots to murder police officers, there was a lot that could have been going on behind the scenes that the public was not aware of. And I think Chief Slowly was wise to want to take a slow and measured approach to dealing with the protests.
0: Yeah. I mean, this is an officer who has a load of experience in Toronto. I used to see him all the time when I was covering off crime in courts. Uh, He knows Toronto, big city kind of crime fighting very well. Uh, He didn't get the job and then went off to Ottawa, where I think his approach was, you know, less policing, kind of a more progressive approach to policing. Um, do you get the sense then, because uh, I'm of the mind that many heads should roll, I find it confounding in this day and age that given all the warnings of these truckers and the dedication to the cause that no one would come up with a bigger picture of what's the worst case scenario because they clearly treated this as a traffic issue and their jobs seem to have become parking trucks when what they should have been thinking and the intelligence should have been telling them is if we park the trucks, they're not leaving, we can't let them park the trucks. As we saw in Toronto, they didn't let happen. Um, so, I I mean, do you think he's being set up for failure? Because uh, I see many, many failures here.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Like, I, I think in, in, in many ways, he's ultimately become a, a fall guy. And, you know, as was kind of noted uh, by the comments uh, just before we got on here, um, he lost mm-hmm. the confidence of the public. There's no doubt about that. And you need confidence and trust of the public in order to be able to police effectively. And so, you know, his days may have been numbered irrespective of, you know, what had actually taken place here. but. But absolutely, Uh, you know, when um, Capitol Hill was stormed in the United States, many people said that, you know, something like this could never happen here in Canada. Others were saying we need to take note that something very similar could take place here in Canada. And I think in many ways, this and the events that uh, have unfolded across the country are our version of of what had happened in the United States. And I, I do think that, again, Foley's measured response here was to avoid any kind of violence and carnage that may have resulted from um taking too harsh an action <clears throat> part of me initially i i think that uh toronto got to learn from what had happened in ottawa in terms of not allowing the vehicles to make their way downtown in large numbers and settle anywhere right so i think that you know there was the benefit of of, of hindsight um, there but uh, undoubtedly I, I won't say exactly where the responsibility lies at the moment with respect to lack of action lack of coordination you know, lack of a, a proper—I uh, use the term tactical—tactical tactical response here, like tactical in terms of like a tactical mm. and strategic response. But uh, the the responsibility for the lack of action and what we see continue to play out on the streets of Ottawa does not rest solely on Chief Slowly.
0: Yeah, and I suspect there'll be an awful lot of, um, as we saw in the G20 there'll be a lot of reports and kind of uh, investigations into to what went wrong because ultimately Ottawa's failure becomes a, a failure for the whole country as we sit back and watch and start to question whether or not we have r- real vulnerabilities in our intelligence and security and if police uh, don't have the tools on the books and so i don't know how they get out of this i don't know what the end point looks like this we've been seeing a bit more kind of uh, you know ticketing going on at this point but um how how difficult how long do you see it of them having to try to take this thing down, do you see it being a couple of weeks where they try to kind of piece off trucks and get them out, move them on? Because there's no question, more protesters will show up in Ottawa this weekend. And and they're clearly getting gas still and they're getting supplies.
1: Yeah, absolutely. And and I, I don't think we, we should be looking at this simply in the context of what's happening in Ottawa at the moment. So I'm going to kind of avoid answering your question. Right. I, I don't know when they'll clear the streets of Ottawa. But what I do know is that You know, part of the reason that we're in the situation that we are now, or one of the other failures, I think another responsibility that we need to pay close attention to is the fact that we had, of course, you know, political leaders from various parties, but certainly conservatives, um, showing strong support for these protests and, and and, and the convoy off the bat, right? And I think we need to recognize that what we're seeing here is a product of, like, the increasingly polarized political Um, society that we live in. And until we recognize that and and we make efforts to look across party lines and identify the issues that are making certain segments of the Canadian population unhappy and they're leading to uh, anger, distrust of government and and a general unrest, we're going to continue to see these types of instances crop up in different places across the country. So this is, you know, I think... My message for listeners and and for Canadians generally is that clearly these are not isolated events and and, and they won't be isolated events until we try to understand and remedy the factors and the forces that are underlying, you know, the anger, the frustration, because this really is not simply about vaccines. Just as the uh, protests in the wake of the murder of of George Floyd, you know, that came in in the midst as well of a global pandemic, right, and and the inequities in, in our society were laid bare. Uh, These are kind of two sides of a similar coin. We've got deep-seated issues within our society. We have an increasingly, I think, fractured and polarized society. And until Mm we, you know, try and work together in order to deal with kind of mutual problems, we're going to continue to see instances like this. And they may get worse
0: and worse. Yeah, and, and to all politicians, uh, knock off the politicking because uh, people are tired and uh, it takes a little bit to ignite the anger and, and whether it's the Prime Minister maligning them or, or, or the Conservatives kind of playing footsies, it's not helping. I uh, I appreciate your time on this. Thanks so much for joining us.
1: Absolutely, my pleasure. Thank you.
0: Thank you. That's uh, Dr. Akwazi Awuzo-Bempa, who's a professor over at the University of Toronto. So it's not really a defined issue. There are a lot of different, um, you know, angles to this story. And um, I don't think we'll kind of be able to tell the whole story until it's behind us, whenever that might be.